Elephant Room TV. I am Mike Truth, the Nomad, aka Boogie McCab. Today you can call me Mike Truth. And usually I would be joined by my lovely co-host, Miss L.A. Wade. Uh, she is not um, here with us right now. She might be joining in later on during the conversation because she has traveled. But we are nevertheless going to have an awesome conversation and a much-needed conversation today. And um, it's going along with our series for, for the month. And it's in regards of black femininity. I, I can't even say that word properly, but like it, it's like the whole point of this month is to bring more awareness to the experiences of um, various black women and what it means to be a black woman. And so we will be touched on different topics. Uh, we started off with Jordan Woods and how black women support each other. Then we, uh, we touched on the exploitation of black women in the media. And then we uh, we had a very very uh, epic conversation uh, like, um, between um, like ourselves, which was like a very needed conversation um, like two weeks ago. And today, and we did the dissecting of um, of these few conversations. Today, we are just going to dissect the stereotype of the angry black woman and what it is. So today, we have two beautiful black women with us: Miss Shannon and Miss Tracy J. Hey. How y'all doing today? Hi. How are you? Good, 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 good. And I'm doing my L.A. Wade uh, impersonation. <laughs> I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> oh, well, it's recorded, so she's going to see. <laughs> so it's like, um, th- thank you, ladies, for, for joining us today. And um, today, like the whole point of this conversation is, is to better understand as well what your experiences are uh, individually and also um, what you feel um, communally as well. So I'm, I'm going to start off with Shannon, the angry black woman stereotype. Is this a myth or is this something that's true? Um, I guess that has many answers. Um, it's a stereotype um, and it makes it true for some individuals. Um, I try to avoid it though. I don't like hmm. following it, stereotypes. Okay, okay. Uh, Ms. Tracy J, would you like to... Uh, share your, your viewpoint on that? I think it's true, but I think a lot of the anger comes because of the black man. Ooh. Oh. Okay. All right. Shot fired. Going straight for you. So when you say because of the black man, um, like, would you mind just um, sharing a bit of your experience? Like, what, why why do you th- um, say because of the black man? What, what have you done to <laughs> <laughs> You want me to share my experience as a wife? <laughs> do you really want me to share my experience? We're about to get hot in here. I mean, you do yeah, it, girl. I'm here for it. I support you. Yes, please. So let, I support let, you. Let, let's bring it all out. Well, my experience um, is that um, because it's okay. I was married 30 years, got mm. divorced. Uh, I got divorced because my multiple affairs and then the last affair being with one of my closest friends. And then since dating, it's just men, to, for me, um, they just want to play games. And I just don't don't have time for it. And I'm, I'm a very, very nice person. I am. I'm very welcoming. But I can honestly say, when it comes to men, I have a whole different tolerance. Uh, mm. um, because of my experiences with the Black, and I date Black. I haven't dated at all. And I date Black, but it's... um different thing going on and, and it makes me angry because of the simple fact that I don't think and it could be women too but I don't date women I don't think men are really ready to be honest 
mm. about where they are, how they feel, and what they want. Hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't find that men have That's really been honest. So it has kind of turned me, you know, to where I'm, a, I'm rougher on men now. But it's because of my experiences with men. Mm. And I'm the opposite. Um, I was never married. However, um, my issues with men stem from my relationship with my father and where everyone else hated him I loved his dirty draws you couldn't tell me nothing wrong about Vernon Jefferson you couldn't talk about him in my presence not bad anyway unless you want to get whooped on yes as a child fight behind my daddy um and that had tailored how I deal with men now you might be a dirty dog you might be trifling you might be a cheat like Tracy mentioned but I'm not gonna badmouth you I try not to be angry behind the stupid stuff you may or may not do. However, things happen. So I have tried to run away from that ideal because I saw it play rampantly in my family in regards to my father, not just from my mother, but his family members, his aunts, his cousins, his sisters. The angry syndrome affects a lot of people in many different ways and I refuse to be a part of that. Hmm. Some, somebody's gotta break the cycle. You ain't gonna label me as an angry black woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, they. Those are very interesting, interesting points because I'm noticing as you ladies are, you know, voicing yes, like there is anger. Like you guys still have this, you know, good composure about yourself. Like the the, the light hearted, you know, aspect to it. You guys are not really um, expressing, I guess, quote unquote, what anger is supposed to look like in in my view. So it's like, um, my question now is. So Tracy, why do you think uh, the men are like that? Like why, like why, why um, do you think there's this big, I guess, immaturity amongst men from your your um your perspective? I honestly don't know. I honestly do not know. And and their issue could be from women. I don't know um what a man a man could say it's us. You know, I don't know. But I I mean I can't I can't answer that question. And I I don't. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm talking men in early 40s and up, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if they just don't know really what they want or if they're not really re- ready to be honest about what they want, you know, because they want what you want until it comes to them. And then, well, this is not what I wanted, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. It's almost like. Like, and correct me if I'm wrong, please. It's, it's, it's almost as if um, there is almost this expectation for, um, for for men to show up in a certain way, and when they don't, then basically that triggers like um, this anger. Like, like if I can. No, no, it's that men show up in a certain way, and then they don't hold that to their word with it, to what they say. Because I, I'm open, you know. I, I, if got flaws and all, I can mm-hmm. deal with that as long as you're honest about those flaws. But don't say you're one thing, then turn out to be something else or present me something else. Don't say you want this in a relationship and you're going to do this. But then at the end of the, at the, when it comes down to putting your words into action, now you flipping the script on me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if maybe it's the fear of just um, being honest and being real. I can tell somebody, look, now that we started dating, I, I, it's not going to work with us. I'm honest enough to say that, but some men will just go along with the flow because it's benefiting them and then mm-hmm. honest about what they're re- what's really going on with them. And then now you have the cheating and you got all this other stuff going on. 
because you were never just really honest enough to sit down and say, this is not what I want anymore. Or have I grown this? Or, you know, I'm moving on. I just mm. don't. I mean, I think if, if it was just a little, be more honest, we wouldn't be so angry. Wow. So then, so, so like, I guess that then it is safe to say that it's not truly a, a myth or like an um, unfounded stereotype to say that black women are angry. Well, not all, I, I should say, not, not to generalize. But um, so then why is it that um, oftentimes when that stereotype is mentioned, it seems to really cause a big uproar, like amongst many, many black women? But why does any stereotype cause an uproar? Men are dogs, black men are thugs, um, you know, preachers' kids are promiscuous, mm. hairdressers' kids don't get their hair <laughs> did. Why they're all derogatory. That's why it causes such an uproar. It affects so many people on so many different levels. And then when other people see you who the stereotype doesn't apply to, they think it's a catch-all for every person that that stereotype is geared towards. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of people that will get in their feelings mm. about it because people have already taken this assumption to fact for every single person that it applies to. So they see a black woman and they automatically assume, oh, she's angry. Mm. What, cause she's not smiling? She might be trying to not pass gas in public. <laughs> Who knows? So I think that because it doesn't pertain to all women, it, it is generalized, it's like all black women. But on the other hand, I think some women get offended because it's the truth about them and they don't want to admit it. Mm. I didn't that I was angry. And I, I'm, well, I'm, I don't think I'm as angry as I was in the beginning. But I'll admit I was, I was angry when everything happened. And in the beginning, I was very, very angry. I was softened up a lot now. But, I mean, as I date, it, it, this seems to be an, a, a trend. And maybe it's me. Could be just me. I just maybe draw them kind of people. But I think another on the other side, it's true for some women, and they just don't want to admit it, so they get angry. You know, you back that part, they're going to scratch. So a lot of times, people get angry because they know you're talking about them. A herd mm. dog will holler every time. Every time. No, like, I, I agree with that, because I, I think there seems to be uh, this, um, I guess, lack of self-accountability, in, in a sense. And, and like, like I, I really like, enjoy um, your perspective, um, Tracy, when, when, when you've when you said you've come to a point where you realize that um you don't basically like either want to date anymore, even though like you know it is sad, it's it's almost as if you are aware of a certain pattern that's going on and you're deciding to you know stop that pattern by um, not engaging with men that that are going to basically further like cause you hurt from like what like 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 I'm a, I'm an understanding and I wonder they. Like, Though I didn't say I'm going to stop dating now. I, I ain't going to stop okay, dating. Okay. I'm, <laughs> getting married, I'm getting married one day, but I'm, I'm just, I'm very, no nonsense. You know, I'm, I'm like to the point now to where on the first date, I'm asked, I'm asking questions. And if, if we're not there, we're not there. I'm not wasting no more time yet. Put my heart out there on a string no more. If I don't feel like, and, and it may get broke, but at least I'm, I'm going to be more cautious. But mm -hmm. I was so open and so, you know, not realizing what was out there after being in a relationship from the age of 14 to the age of 50, 30 years. I mm. I didn't know how to date. I didn't know what it was about. So now that I'm learning, mm. I'm taking a step back and trying to really focus on myself 
get myself aligned with God and my heart right and all of that stuff before I even receive anybody back into my life. So I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to date. I'm, you know, eventually I'm going to get back out there. I just think I need to work on me and myself. So I won't bring that angry woman into another relationship. So like, um, let me ask um, Shannon, cause like, um, right now you're not in a, in a relationship and no, um, I, I was just wondering like for you, what what does the ideal relationship look like? And um, because I, I think. Find that book I wrote. <laughs> so I can tell you what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, the first thing is probably an effective communicator and an active listener. Um, and some trust and understanding. I mean, those are the the foundations for me. Um, I think everything else could work itself out if it was founded on those things. Wow, wow, wow! So, so like, um, if I want to ask this to Melissa and India, do you guys trust black men? Because you mentioned trust. Do I trust black men? It has not. I don't think it has anything. I don't want to put black men in a um, a box. A box, and I don't want to say that it's not about just black men. It's about trusting. Period. It's about mm-hmm. risking yourself and being vulnerable, um, being authentic and transparent. Um, and I think those are things that I say often and well. Um, it is important to me, and I don't think we do that enough with each other. Um, a lot of times, it's surface. It's about sex, um, but it's not ever really about going deeper. Um, so you kind of have to do like. Tracy said, take that inventory and that first conversation and the first day, no, you're not asking for a blood sample or their debit card or their social security number, but you are asking those deeper questions. What is it that you're looking for? Um, You know, what are your long and short-term goals? Um, What is your family dynamic like? What is your trauma history like? Um, Engaging who that person is. Um, hopefully they will share those things with you. Of course, they would have to trust you too. It would have to be a safe space. Um, however, um, you have to be able to willi- be willing to create those things in order to understand if this person is worth moving into the next season or date or conversation with. Um, so for me, I'm really just looking for an authentic soul, somebody who's pure at heart. Um, I'm different. And I and I don't mind saying that. I mean, it's weird to me. It might be weird to other people. I don't care. But I'm looking for something that sets my soul on fire. And if it don't, I don't want. Huh. Say that. <laughs> my soul is some other things. <laughs> Look, that part. That that part. Yes, yes, Lord. Look. No, no that, that's funny. So, so um, so Tracy, the um. As somebody who, um, you know, like you're, you're very honest, and you know, you embrace that um, that saying, uh, "the angry black woman." Um, how how do you think that saying affects your life? Does, does it affect it negatively, positively? Like, what? How does it affect you? Well, now it it affects it positively because it, I don't want to be her, and so I strive not to be her. I'm yeah. putting in work on myself and my past and everything that has happened that has made me angry, I'm putting in the work to resolve that within myself. So yes. it's helping me now because it's pushing me to be a better person, to strive to be a better person, um, to be a happier person, to be a more open person. 
So now it's helping me. Before, um, it was hurting me because I was, I was wanting to do some things to some people that I didn't need to do that would cause me some incarceration time and stuff like that. So I had to let her go. So it's it's helping me. It's pushing me to be a better person. You can't fix what you don't face. So I had to face the fact that I was angry, that I was hurt, that I was bitter, and now I can fix it. Now that I'm now that I'm facing it. Wow, man, like, like I, I really like that. And um, just a quick um, question, um, Shannon, what about you? Like th- that, that stereotype. Does it, do you find it, it affects you at all, negatively, positively? Um, I think really the only time it affects me, um, current day is at work. I am the only black woman at work, mm. so it's almost as if if I don't say, you know, if I'm not always on happy mode, hundred percent. 24 7 365 they automatically assume something's wrong i'm angry who did it one lady went to the extreme to call me a sociopath you know wow so i just mind my business and my manners but i'm not gonna fake the funk if i don't like you that's just what it is i don't like you right i'm gonna still be cordial and professional but we're not about to sit and trade tarot cards <laughs> And so, like, I mean, in a sense, for you, like, I get this sense of policing. Do you find that, like, you you police yourself then? Like, because if you're not happy, then automatically, oh, Shannon must be mad. Like, Shannon Shannon has to be show up this way. If not, Shannon is angry. Are you angry? No, I usually just go in the office and shut my door. I mean, I don't want to be, I don't like a whole lot of loud talk. For me, it's business. It's not pleasure. It's not, I'm not here to build friendships. I have enough of those authentic, genuine friendships. So it's not like I'm looking for more. Um, And because their motives aren't pure in relationship and they don't know what right relationship looks like, I'm not there to cupcake with you. I'm there to do my job. I'm there to meet my quota. I'm there to, you know, make moves in upper management. And when it's time to get off the clock, I want to go home. I want to have a drink with you. I don't want to, you know, have cucumber sandwiches with the crust cut off we not them people so (laughs) for me I come in and do my job sometimes I feel like I have to work harder I have to you know always be the one that bends be polite you know I was told to leave my door open so I could seem more friendly instead of standoffish but I don't like drama either I'm not about to be inviting all these negative energies into my spirit every day I'm having to bend to that motive or to that you know extracurricular nonsense I'm not going to do that. Nothing is more precious to me than my sanity and my peace. You disrupt it, we're going to have some problems. And angry will be the last word you'll be using to describe me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, like, um, Tracy, what, what are black women saying that, um, that, that black men are not understanding? Hmm. That's a good question. What am... What, what I'm saying... That mm-hmm. not understanding is just be honest. If we can just start with honest communication, that will wipe a whole bunch of stuff off, off my plate of list of litany of things that black men aren't saying or aren't doing. If we can just be honest, just, just be honest. If all you want to do is this, then all we can do is this. Give me, give me the option to decide if this is what I want to do or if this is where I want to be. So I can and show me your authentic self, flaws and all. Yeah. Then I know what I'm dealing with instead of mm-hmm. the imposter reeling me in, you know, that what's that bait and switch type of thing. And I, it just give me honest communication. 
You know, we can even That's be friends. If I'm attracted to you, and you tell me, "Well, I'm not attracted to you," I can understand that. I, you know, mm-hmm. we we may even still be friends, but when you plan a game, knowing you're not attracted to me, but you plan a game because you know I'm attracted to you, that's 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 that creates whack. That's whack. That creates anger. That's whack like crack. That's what that is. Right. Whack. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Shannon, like, like did you, do, um, do you want to basically um, sh- show your views on that? What are black women? Um, communicating that black men are not understanding. I don't know because I mean it, it's funny to me that Tracy's on this conversation because I said this before in another podcast. I tend to hang with similar people. Mm-hmm. Um, my crew is pretty much the same across the board in terms of how we, you know, showcase our emotions, what we seek in terms of relationships, regardless of the type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And Tracy's been my friend forever. So um, I kind of share the same viewpoint um, in terms of I am always my authentic self um, from gate, from jump. Um, I want you to know who I am and what you're getting into. Um, I'm pretty transparent. I mean, if I ain't told you, you could read it in a book. (laughs) If you read it in a book, then you can sure enough ask me the questions because I write about my life. But... I don't want you to say, oh, Shannon brought her representative. No, you met Shannon in Ford Jefferson, product of Vernon and Gloria. This is who I am, and this is who I will continue to be. I don't have to be someone else in different rooms and different platforms. I'm just who I am because it's easier to be myself um, and not be threatened by the authenticity of myself. Um or not to dim someone else's authenticity or judge them. I enter into judgment-free zones in relationships. I'm not here to judge you. That's not my job. Um, encourage you, build you up. Yes, absolutely, we'll do that. Um, some folks just aren't ready for that. However, they like the appeal of it, which is what Tracy mentioned. Well, stand for the stick around just because they're getting something they haven't gotten before. However, they may not stay. They may not engage you further. They may not show you their authentic self. They may want some. Excuse me. They may want something, but they may not actually be able to deliver on it. And that, to me, is probably the bigger problem. Because for me, if you step to me, if you come into my life and you present something and you say this is what you want, you better come get it. If not, <laughs> don't waste my time. Don't waste your energy. Okay. That is her friend. Just saying. <laughs> um, the, the, I mean, empathy. Empathy is a big part of a, of a relationship. Now, it is. If uh, empathy is a big part of relationships, so now if, if we were to empathize and put ourselves in um, the shoes of our partners, I so feel like in, in your case, I guess um, whoever you choose to be with, what would be reasons why a man um, basically might not be forthcoming? In your opinion, like what, like what would be so um scary about that to, to be I actually you know show them why would they not be forthcoming yeah. I mean I could go down we'll give um I had a guy who wasn't forthcoming because he was screwing somebody else in this group that we were in together and he didn't want to tell me okay. um because I guess he couldn't trust me to make my own decisions about if that's something I wanted or not mm-hmm. um I had another guy who didn't want to be judged because of his mama issues. Um, one, he didn't 
he didn't admit that he had them uh, and a problem. Yet he had given this story about his mama that was like, dude, how can you not see it? And not asking you to go to therapy, but you need to talk to somebody. You need to let something out. Um, and I dated him for a year. Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many reasons why people, a lot of times it's a safe space. A lot of times it's the allure of the game. A lot of times they don't want to grow up. And that's okay. Do you. But you are better off telling the truth about who you are and what you want and giving that woman the opportunity to say, okay, use an F-boy with that. Or no, that's not my thing. I'm sorry. Best of luck to you. I think in this day and age, a lot of us say we've grown, but we have not grown up. And therein lies the problem. Wow. Okay. No, like, that's actually um, very interesting. And the funny thing is, so I have um, a female friend of mine here. So as you're saying, she was like, oh, my gosh. She's like, she, she's trained you on. <laughs> <laughs> and like my female friend whose name I don't know. Name C C C. Hi C C. Hi. And the funny thing about that, so as you were saying the same thing too, I noticed I noticed Kente's face. He was shaking his head and like in the part. Oh, I didn't I, know this. Yeah, in, in the part, I kind of was like, it's, uh, you know, like sharing a similar sentiment to Kente's uh, head shake. As <laughs> to so, wait, wait, wait. Um, the part where so it's it's the part where um, cause. I'm noticing, like, oftentimes um, where we, we, we lapse in communication with black men and black women, and I want to talk about everybody, but um, it seems like we, we idealize how we, you know, we would like to be. For example, if if a man showed up and he is, um, mm -hmm. you know, he's a hard worker, but he is not, you know, he, he's not meeting um, certain criteria that society, let's say he didn't finish school or like whatever his case might be. Like as a black man, I'm finding that oftentimes there is a lot of um sisters that would put this brother like in a box and you know classify him as being less than yeah and then and then could continue on on, on their journey and keep bashing black men and saying that well y'all ain't good for nothing yeah you know like y'all ain't you guys are not providing it and everything so that's just like an, an example so it was like for me when you were saying that like the reaction that I got in was like. There could be a brother that that shows up well intentioned, but then yeah, I agree. So that like like what what do we do? Like how do? But I've talked to all of them. I've talked to all of them. Like I am not one of those people that says, "Oh, you don't look a certain way. You're not packaged right. I'm not going to talk to you." Now there are certain automatic deal breakers. If you smoke, I'm not interested. If you gamble, not my thing. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm out. But that's it. Like everything else is cool. You could be tall, you could be short, you could be overweight, you could be underweight. We can work all those things out, like not a problem. But characters where that those issues come into place. Communication falls under how his character is, you know, who he is as a person, same as a woman. Um, and that's with everything that he does or everything that she does, that's under their character. Has nothing to do with what they're packaged like. Cause an ugly person could be dope AF and a fine person could be a piece of garbage. So I don't look at it as, oh my gosh, he's this, that, or the other. You know, who is he in his character? What is his integrity like? What does his soul say to me when we have a conversation? You know, because I don't want to be attracted to your demons. I'm good on that. I've done my work. I've healed myself whole. So I don't have time for that. 
What I want to know is how can we mesh well together? Can we do life together? Can I pray for you and encourage you? And if we can do that, if we can have conversations, if we can commit to making things work, then let's do that. If not, we could be friends. And if not, we can move on, part our ways. I understand the best for you may not be me. I'm good on that. Mm. No, it's like, like I like that. So, so let's say if you do find a brother with whom, um, you know, you could pray with, uh, you could pray with for and receive prayers from, and all the other attributes that that that, um, that that you mentioned. What if like there there's a part in him that you know he he comes up short. Let's say he doesn't, um, you know what, he 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 starts smoking. Is that a is that, is that a deal breaker automatically or, like? For me, yes, for you. Smoking? Why is he smoking? Like, did he smoke before, or did he just pick this habit up out of yeah, the thin if he, if air? He out. If he's saying she's too angry, you, you stressing him out. <laughs> like, there are a million other coping mechanisms important to me because of the line of work I'm in. So we would have to work through that. Now, I'm not saying that just because he picked up this bad habit, I'm gonna be like snip, snip, cut you off. But that's a product of my past. Um, my father used to smoke. My mother used to smoke. Those are things that I just don't drive well with with smoke anyway. So that might be a problem for me. However, if that's something that you did and you tried it, you decided you didn't like it and you're not going to do it no more, maybe we could have a conversation. But I'm not going to say that that works for me because that there are just some things and you you have the right to choose what those things are. Um, that's just one of my things. It's, it's, you know, and we use the word trigger loosely. But for me, it reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of my parents. It reminds me of my father. And I don't like that made me. No. And, and plus you think. No. Yeah. I'm just not saying no. What's he vapes? He's vaping. What if he vapes the watermelon uh, flavored uh, vape? Then he won't don't stink. do that. And watermelon is dope to me, but I don't know. No vaping either. No. I mean, that there are three things that are like absolute no's for me out of a thousand, hundreds of thousands, probably. So yeah, no. I'm like, I'm not about to because if you don't well, first of all, the only truth. But if you're not standing on something solid in your foundation and then you could just teeter totter and change your mind and say, Okay, no, this is not my standard anymore, then you are susceptible to just invite any old thing into your life. For me, I am dating with purpose. I am dating to eventually marry. I am dating eventually to be someone's peace and sanctuary. So I'm not going to be this unsure, saying, oh, I don't want this. And then too he fine and he hit it right. Oh, that's okay. You can do that. That's okay. No, that's not okay. We gonna rise to the challenge and the occasion of being excellent versions of ourselves daily, and that's not excellent for me. Mm, I Sorry, I love that. See, you, you got my friend Cece out here clapping. Cece clapping. Yes. Thank you, Cece. So like, um, like, I'm, 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 I want your opinion too on this conversation, Cece. Um, it, like in regards to like, like I think well, yesterday we were talking about the angry black woman. Like for you, like do you do you feel like like you are an angry black woman? Can you... No, I don't feel I'm an angry black woman. I feel like. Can you guys hear Cece? A little bit. I, she doesn't feel like she's an angry black woman. So, part. 
no, but I do feel like we have to tippy-toe and try our best. You brought it up earlier um, to be overly happy as to not intimidate people and not be ourselves, especially in the workplace. Yeah. God forbid we put a little bit of emotion um, behind what it was we were saying. <laughs> um, so yeah. you know, we have to go above and beyond um, on a yep. daily basis to make sure we don't come across as that. Do I feel I'm that? Not at all but I feel like we have to go above and beyond to make sure other people don't feel that. Absolutely. Because like, I mean, like the thing that's interesting for me is like, what, what do you, um, what do you guys think contribute to that um, image of the angry black woman? Like why, like, and I asked this last week, why is it that like that, that image exists? Like, what do you guys think that that is? Where'd that come from? Oh, there's probably a hundred different reasons why women are angry, um, especially black women. Um, it could be broken relationships from family dynamics. It could be failed relationships. It could be failed marriages. It could be deadbeat, you know, parentals, you know, that they're supposed to be co-parenting with. It could be um, discrimination on the job. It could be touching and grabbing on her because she's thick and she got the right parts in the right places. There are many reasons why women become mm -hmm. many reasons why women choose to stay angry. Um, I can't speak for for those things because one, not my circle. Mm -hmm. Two, not myself. My mother always taught me that if you don't know how to use your words, then you might need to step back and pray about it. You might need to, you know, deal with yourself first internally before you give out what you need to give out externally. So my mother always taught us to, you know, use our, our words well. Don't waste your words. Don't cuss when you're talking to people, even if you're upset or disgruntled or disappointed, there are a million ways to express those emotions without cussing people out and acting ignorant. Um, so for me, and, and to me it's such an extreme, people in this day and age can only be two things, happy or angry. Um, no, today maybe I was disappointed at how you raised your voice. I was frustrated with the pressing amount of work I had to do when seemingly there are 12 other people in the office who could have done the same work. Or, you know, there are so many different myriads of emotion that take place in a human psyche that mm -hmm. angry isn't always one of them. Mm -hmm. Commonly diagnosed as angry or dressed up as angry because mm -hmm. dig deeper and say, well, what what is going on? Not necessarily what is wrong with you, because there's not necessarily anything wrong with you. There might just be things happening around you outside of your control that you need to decompress or express out loud. Mm, because see, that's a that's a good point. Now, for me, my my issue becomes how how come we are we often attach the construct of anger to black women, therefore, like the stereotype of the angry black woman. Like, why? Like, why is that? Why is it solely um the, the black woman? Because I mean, as a man, basically, like I get angry. Like, um, white females get angry white males get angry like we all get ang like, angry but why why is that label like you know stereotyped and attached to black women like, specifically so who's we society so like cc yeah, asked so me who's, who's we so who's backing that because i don't believe that it came from us titling us that and i don't think it started with black women in general i think it started it's society what's mm -hmm. that society yeah it's society we're portrayed that in on television. Mm -hmm. we're, portray we're portrayed that in movies. Um, you see that in dynamic relationships, whether it's Hollywood or mainstream or you know layperson. 
you know, we are often deemed because we have an attitude, we roll our necks, we shake our heads, we have our hands on our head, that we're this attitudinal, angry, hostile, erratic uh, creature who's unstable. Um, and sometimes that's misconstrued. Sometimes it's, it's passion. Sometimes it is uh, an overflowing of an emotion. We are an emotional creature. Um, that is who we are. I mean, it doesn't mean that anything about it is unstable. Sometimes it's like, have you ever seen a painter paint with all the emotion that they have? So when the piece comes out, it's a brilliant canvas. Mm -hmm. That's sometimes how we conversate. That's sometimes how we love, you know, everything that we have within flowing. A lot of us are all in women. So everything that we encompass. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There are some people who are quite unstable and don't know how to control their emotions. That is a whole different conversation under the mental health category. <laughs> but we are talking about common women who um, are extraordinary by day and night and who are labeled angry just because they are overly zealous in their passion. There's nothing wrong with being that person. Because, hmm. I mean, like, in, in my experience, um, like the elephant in the room, is that I have experienced times where that passion, it translates into, you know, like, I guess, um, of, like, other the round. Like and um like I, I I don't know like if that's um like I don't know how that experience is basically like um, perceived from for example when when a person is angry when they are talking how how it's perceived on the outside like I don't know how it's basically reflected like back to them so for example um Cece um when you're like let's say when you're angry are you in a, in, in a space of awareness as to how your anger is received on the, on the outside so i absorb or i should say i execute my anger differently i get quiet mm -hmm. so yes i understand that people know that i'm angry reverse of what i normally am I don't know that I'm most talkative, but I, I shut down. I'm not in, so uh, far from being the angry, yelling, cussing black woman, do I understand how it's received? Not all the time. Hmm. Because I, I can't hide my feelings. I know I show it in my face. Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think I'm doing a better job than I actually am mm -hmm. um, at hiding that. So I don't believe that I always understand how it's received. Hmm. And um, one question. Uh, Shannon, it's like, yeah. have you ever basically like, like, thank you so much. Have you ever been in a situation where you were not angry, but then perceived as being angry? Um, yeah, like I said, I think people misconstrue other emotions as anger. Um, and it's always when I'm not smiling, people are like, well, are you upset? Are you, are you mad? Like, what's wrong? And I'm like, no, I could be deep in thought. <laughs> Something else could have my attention. Um, you know, my mind goes a mile a minute um, and sometimes more than that. But yeah, I've been accused of being angry when I was anything but. And sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. It has nothing to do with being angry. Sometimes, you know, especially when you're a giver by nature with yourself. Um, you know, I, I like to, you know, do things for other people quite often. So for me, Sometimes I just need to refresh. I need to push a restart button. I need to relax. 
but that does not mean that I'm not out in the community doing, you know, this in my head, internalizing these things in my body and my spirit. And sometimes when people don't see, saw you with a smile on your face, always bubbly, they're like, oh, so you're angry. And I'm like, no, I just need to be quiet and still and refresh myself. People who pour out all the time at some point need to be poured back into. And that's sometimes not how that works for us, you know, because like I said, we're nurturers, we're givers by nature. So some of us give ourselves out till depletion. And yeah, that can make somebody angry. Can you guys, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, because okay, I was lost for a minute. But going back to what you said, Boogie, I think it started because um, and back in history times, women were supposed to remain in their place. We were supposed yeah. to be submissive. We were supposed to always do what we're told and be quiet and do it in peace. And nowadays, women are more vocal. So because we are more vocal and more emotional about how we feel, it's coming across as anger. It's not coming across as anger. It's just coming across as coming into myself, into my own, using my own mind, will, and emotions. So I think we got labeled the angry black woman because we stepped out of the place where we were initially supposed to remain. That's my, my opinion about it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So the ET just um, wrote, I think, oh, I think my anger comes from misinformation, but I'm, I'm talking about black women in this one. Sorry, ET. Um, so like in this, so like from what I get, is because like that's the thing. I think it, it's a misunderstanding um, of that energy. Because like there seems like Shannon, you use the word passion, and um and and and, and Tracy, like you use um like a different way to describe it. But the, it seems to be this energy where it's this sense of and correct me if I'm wrong. It's this sense of wanting to express, but then once that expression is done, is received as if you know like the person on the outside has been either attacked mm -hmm. or so like. That I think that's what for me. What I'm getting is that's what it is. It's this wantonness. To like I don't know. Like do do you guys feel silenced? Like you know what? Sometimes. Well, let's go to relationships, and then I'll relationships outside of the romantic one. Um, I think sometimes when you tell someone that you care about in a relationship, non-platonic, that you like X, Y, and Z, or you don't like A, B, and C, and they don't listen they don't receive, they don't adhere to or apply it to, you know, moving forward, that makes a person feel silenced. It's like, you didn't hear me. You don't mm -hmm. value. You didn't take into consideration my feelings or my thoughts on how I feel. You know, I know how to love me better than you do. And I'm trying to show you, but you're not feeling that. Mm -hmm. um, no different with non uh, platonic relationships, friendships, work relationships, you know, acquaintances. Um, when you engage people, you are in essence giving a part of yourself to them in whatever way you're giving yourself. And if there is something, a misunderstanding, a misconstruement, uh, a miscommunication of sorts, the, usually the breakdown is, is I said X, Y, and Z, and not that you didn't hear me, it's how you took it in. Mm -hmm. Now, you could have been an intelligent creature and said, hey, what I heard was this, waited for me to either refute or respond accordingly and say, yes, I did say that. And then how are we moving forward in what was said and what was received? A lot of times, that's, that's why I said, if you can have a foundation of communication, communication. and trust with a person, regardless of the relationship yes. and creating that safe space, because right. I can tell you anything if the space is safe for me and I can trust you 
with my vulnerabilities and you won't judge me or you won't go missing for two months. Like for me, communication is everything. everything. And I don't understand why when we say things like that, it is such a big deal. Like, and, and not even a big deal to the point of, oh my gosh, are you crazy? But, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm doing 10,000 other things. I understand you are a working man. You are a hardworking man. That's why I was attracted to you in the first place. I understand that you may have family or children or dreams outside of me as an individual. I love that about you. That lets me know that you care about people. I understand that you have friends. I want you to have a life outside me. I'm not trying to misery you. I'm not trying to attach you to a bed and break your ankles. I want you because of all these things that you but I also need you to reciprocate what you see in me that I saw in you. So that means we need to be able to communicate with one another. I need to know that this bothers you. Here at 29 years after you blew up this information, we need to be able to talk. We need to be able to be honest yes. with each other, not necessarily worrying about hurting each other's feelings, but being honest about who we are where we're at, accepting each other for who we are and where we're at and going forward in that. Hmm. I can love you and be in love with you more if we can communicate through our problems, if we can communicate through what makes us different because we are two inherent different people. But when the communication breaks, oh, you got big problems because I am going to silence myself. Right. I am going to remove myself from the equation. I am going to distance myself and know I'm not angry, but I have resolved to the fact that you don't care about me as much as I care about you. You don't care about this relationship as much as I care about you. I'm not trying to be a statistic. I'm not trying to be like, you know, sisters and aunties and grandmothers before me who didn't get relationship right. I am trying to redeem right relationships in my life because I am not continuing a cycle that people did before me. The cycle stops, it broke, I'm breaking it. It starts with right. me. So we not doing that. If you can't communicate with me, miss me with that. Me. Go write a book, sit in a corner, <laughs> talk to yourself, play a video game, but I'm communicating. Right. That's what we're going to do. We ain't got to do it 24-7, 365, but we need to know each other. Right. We need to speak each other's love language. We need to be able to engage each other, even just by body language alone. You could walk in the room. I can tell by the way you pulled that tie off your neck that you had a bad day, mm -hmm. that you need a few minutes to decompress, that I'm going to go get you a drink and I'm going to sit down. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, I'm there. That's communication. If we can't get back to the heart of redeeming right relationships, mm -hmm. we'll never be in any. Right? Mm -hmm. That's my boo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Shannon. Shannon's that's got, why that's my friend. <laughs> Shannon's got like a big fat fan going on. Like, she's like a big fan of Shannon now. Oh my gosh! But like, um, like I, I guess like one thing that that um is is coming to mind is that so there is there is this big disconnect which like amongst a lot of like black uh, men and women because they, because when you look at black yeah. relationships we are just we're, we're losing uh -huh. so, and and, we're and, the, and the thing that, I, that I'm, I'm finding is that yes Shannon, like it's a very good point communication but like i don't even know if we know what that that entails how do right we, like, it, 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 it's, it's like how like 
how can we show up in a way where Tracy, like um, you are the woman you feel understood. Like, how can a man show up for you where you feel understood and not trigger like emotions and past hurts? For me, I, for, for me, I, I think if, if, we, if we're growing together, if we're learning together, if we're building together, we're going to establish that communication. You're going to learn me and I'm going to can't tell you all of the things that you will need to know. But as you study me and learn me and watch me and, and let me be um, all you need for me to be to you, then you'll understand where I am. You'll understand what I need. I think that once you connect to someone, then they begin to, to feel you and you begin to feel them. So like Shannon said, right. when, he, when he walks in the room and how he walks in the room, I can tell, you know, you've had a bad day or I can tell it's a good day. I can tell what's going, how you feeling right now. But I think as you learn and you grow and you build, then those things will come. But initially, communication is key because I'm going to be talking to you while we're building and while we're, while we're talking, we're going to be learning each other. We're going to be studying each other. I used to uh, tell people when I used to do a married couples class that you have to study your spouse like you study for a doctorate for a master's because you have to learn who they are. You got to watch them. You got to be able to feel them. You got to be able to know their, their movements. When their eyes shift, you got to know what that's about. That's how hard you got to be into somebody that you want to be a part of your life. Because that when you start when you start sharing communication and bodily fluids, that's deep. I mean, that's that's deep. So before you start doing all of that, you gotta it, it's it's much more to it. Communication, I think, is is everything. It's like blood to the body, communication is to a relationship. You gotta be able to yeah. talk and you gotta be able to talk and be able to receive as well as give. You know, if I'm telling you what I'm feeling and I'm telling you what I need, if you can't provide that, be honest enough to say, that's not something I can provide. Don't blow me off yeah. like what I'm asking for is wrong. You're just not able to provide it and be honest enough. Yeah, I yeah. might be able to shift and, you know, we can work. We can. How can two walk together except they agree? We can agree to come to a happy medium if we're meant to be together. But communication, you got to be able to hear me. I got to be able to hear you. And mm. that, I mean. No, the, 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 that's a great point. And like I'm actually wondering because because I know um this actually contributes a, a bit to the to the um anger of partners and you know black women um are you guys in awareness of what what that term um the silencing of the black man do you guys know what that is like the, like the silenced black man it's like, it's because I think I've heard it before but in what context in this conversation do you want us to respond to it as I mean because there's many yeah, multifaceted definitely so like um. Does that trigger, like, for example, you as a woman, does that trigger you when, um, like, a black man basically, like, um, shows up and he says, well, I can't, I can't talk to y'all. Like, like I feel like I have to shut, shut myself down. And, like, you know, like, so you're saying all these things about communication and, like, I want to communicate, but sometimes I feel like there's no space for me. I have to shut myself down. So I have to silence myself. Like, in, in, in that aspect, does that contribute to your anger or, or like how does that affect you as a woman when you hear that? Maybe frustration, not anger. Um, I was talking to someone and they weren't, and, and this is probably more men than not. Um, he was not emotionally um, in sync with himself. So showing emotion was not something that he did well. Um being emotionally vulnerable was not something that was applauded upon. Mm. So a lot of times called to lead or to um, direct or to build or to construct things, they have to pull that emotion back. 
They can't be emotional. They have to be tactile. They have to be analytical. And emotion has to be devoid in those things. So sometimes that carries into relationship. Um, but that is, we are to come together. You know, sometimes we have to balance each other and there has to be an opposite and that attracts. You know, so a lot of times I do meet people who are less emotionally vulnerable than I am. But I am going to be the person who says, you know, not about you without you. So if we're going to have a conversation about you, I'm not going to have it without you. So right. we need to sit here and have this conversation together, not accusing you, not saying right. you make me feel because my feelings are exclusively mine. I choose to feel this way about a situation which you are a part of taking ownership and responsibility, but asking you to be accountable to the situation so that either you can make changes in the behavior that you exhibited if you own them, or you can at least acknowledge that these are the behaviors that make me feel the way I do. And maybe you want to avoid that altogether. So when a man feels as if he can't com conversate or he can't be heard or he can't express himself deeper, a lot of times that's unchecked baggage. So let's unpack that. Why do you feel like um, you can't speak to me. Was there something that I did or said? Because how I speak to him is how I speak to anyone. Of course, there has to be some grace and some kindness behind right. everything you say when you're talking to your man. You want to be his peace. You want to be his sanctuary. But sometimes you also need to be firm. I just said this way too much now. So now I feel like you're not listening to me and not that I'm mad at you in a way that I'm trying to cut you down. I'm not trying to cut down the tree. I like shade. <laughs> but if you're going to be the tree that I sit under and I am the one nurturing you and watching you grow and giving you, you know, good love in all facets of the term, we need to be able to have a conversation. That's a part of intimacy. That's a part of understanding. That's a part of growth and development right. and relationship. And it's not just a relationship because it look good on paper and an appearance. I'm about right relationship. So if you and I, we are talking to each other to understand, to, to rectify, to reconcile, not just to be right, because to hell with being right. right. Unless, we, unless we write together, we ain't right. right is not important. <laughs> so for me... I want to be able to be my man's peace, but that starts with him having those words come right. out of his mouth. And I'm going to listen because he's my man. Um, I'm going to listen to hear, and I'm going to hear to understand. And then I'm going to bring it back to him and say, okay, babe, is this what I heard? Is this, uh, so what do you need? Cause that's usually what I ask in relationship. What is it that you need? And if I can meet that need, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through being present and being silent, whether it's actually responding and making the right moves and necessary developments, I'm here for that. But you have to be willing to tell me. And again, that's vulnerability, that's transparency, that's authenticity, that's safe. If you don't have that, you don't have right relationship. Mm -hmm. I agree. Wow. Okay, okay. And so, um, Cece, like, when you hear a man say, I, I feel like I can't talk to you, like, what comes up for you? Like, how, like, how did that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm not allowed to speak with emotion. 
Because mm. when he says, I feel like I can't talk to you, it's because he's not liking the, what's the word that she used behind? So like um, uh, Tracy, like like, what what comes um what what comes up for, what comes up for you, if as a man like I say I feel like um uh, I can't talk to you I feel like um you know I get shut down, like how does that make you? Feel? That would make me want to inquire as to why you feel that way, why do you feel like you can't talk to me? What is what is the issue with our communication that you can't talk to me? Because I know. I'm vocal. I know I'm, I'm very open. I'm very honest. I'm very vocal. And sometimes I can be overly vocal. And so I'll have to ask the question and hopefully he'll be able to answer. I don't want a man of mine to ever feel like he can't talk to me because if he can't talk to me, that means he's going to end up talking to somebody else. Because mm-hmm. in spite of being cavemanic, men are vocal. They're going to talk to somebody. And so I'll, I'll have to figure out what it is. We have to figure out what it is that is causing you not to be able to talk to me. And in communicating that, we'll work on that. If you say, well, you coming at me wrong or you coming at me aggressive, then I, it's up to me to hear what you're saying, just like it's up to you to hear what I'm saying and for me to cond- kind of taper down or come to you in a different type of way because I love you. And if I love you, then I'm going to try to do whatever to keep the peace between us. I'm not going to say, well, this is just who I am, how I'm going to talk to you. And you just going to either you listen or you don't. Go downstairs and you mm-hmm. can man cave, do what you want to do. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to figure out what's going on. Why are you feeling like that? Because it might not necessarily be me. It could be something else going on that I'm just um, adding to. And so I'm going to ask him, why do you feel that way? And if you don't want to talk about it now, we can talk about it later. But this is coming back to the table because I don't want this to affect us. Because if it's affecting you, it's already affecting us. Because when you're affected, I'm affected, we're affected. It's not just you because the two are one. So I'm going to try to figure out what's going on. Mm, 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 mm. And um, no, like that, that's that's all great points. Like, I, I want to read some of the comments here. Um, like Dre, I think I think um, he said it can be how we frame the question, and then he said mm-hmm. um, that he suggested a way to to phrase the question. So, is there anything I'm doing that makes you feel unsafe when communicating with me? So, like, yeah, like like I, I like I think that's like a good mm-hmm. like a good way of um, like approaching because like. I think that like oftentimes like if I look at myself um, like the way I may contribute to um you know the the angry black woman like, in general is because um I find recently I found I found that as a man I I do rationalize a lot I um I rationalize my my emotions away and it just recently hit me that like um like a lot of women are very in tune with their emotions so while I'm trying to intellectualize my what I'm what I'm processing I might be missing the emotional side of things mm-hmm. and they I don't know if um for me if that's where the lapses in communication are or if how I I myself I might be contributing to the the, the stereotype or basically bringing out the angry black woman because I'm trying to intellectualize everything away while she is in there feeling 
what she's feeling. And I actually wonder from 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 your, your lens. Um, let me see, um, Shannon. Like in, in in which ways do you think like a lot of black men we basically um we help propagate this idea of the angry black woman how do we basically like um help bring her out like uh, like all the time how do we pull her out like do you get what i'm saying or how do we help black or how do we perpetuate the cycle of yes. her being yes like how how are we perpetuating the cycle Like black men specifically. See, what I would probably say would be all based on secondhand knowledge. Because again, I try to take ownership for how I feel. Um, And I don't like to allow people to choose how I feel. I mean, Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So if I feel a certain way based on how you behaved, I consented to that. And a lot of times, like I said, peace and sanity is important to me, importante. And I'm not willing Extra to just, I'm not willing to consent that way. Now I will discuss then and disclose that I'm feeling a certain way so that I can do decompress these and release that thing. I like to carry negative streams of emotion in my psyche, in my um, daily going in and going out, because sometimes what you carry is what you, what you give away. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not trying to give that out to other people, to other things, to other places, um, because it messes with my creativity, it messes with my passion, it messes with my ability to communicate and to speak the truth and love. So men, um, how they perpetuate that, mm-hmm. um, it could be a myriad of things. It can be there sometimes. Um, a lot of women don't like to be ignored, which makes them angry. And it's not ignored because she's getting on your nerves or she's bothering you, you ignore her because you don't want to address the issue because you don't want to confront, you know, a lot of people don't like confrontation right. and they look at communication as confrontation mm. instead of legit communication. Yes. But the reality is there's also nothing wrong with confrontation as long as it's healthy. It's healthy. We need to confront this issue mm. so that it doesn't become a war zone in our hearts and in our home. Like, I'm not trying, we fight the world outside every uh. single day. I'm not coming home to fight you. I'm not going to do it. It's not happening. That's not what I have in my my mind about what we're going to do. Will we always get along? Absolutely not. Will we always see eye to eye? We can't have communication and we can't have healthy discussions or debates um, without, you know, name calling or raising our voices or acting in (laughs) ignorance there is a problem mm-hmm. because that is not the type of energy that I invite into my life, into my relationship. And I'm not going to give that to you. I don't want you to come home and have to fight me after you didn't fought the world, after you didn't been questioned about being a black right. man in corporate America or being an entrepreneur. I don't want you to have to fight me too. Mm-hmm. So when you come home to me, you are coming home to your peace. You are coming home to your sanctuary. Now, you might deal with angry black women out in the street, but baby, I guarantee you before you turn that knob and that key, please leave that outside this door. Now, if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. I'm here for it. I want to be everything that you need in terms of conversation because that is important to me. But I am not going to perpetuate or allow you to perpetuate in my life the stereotype of an angry black woman. Am I colorful in my conversation? Absolutely. 
Do I use my words, thesaurus, encyclopedia, Britannica? I'm all over all of those things. So yes, my conversation will be full in depth and in high definition. <laughs> but am I going to cuss you out, talk bad right. about you? No. no, I'm not going to take you and slam your name through the streets to my friends, to the blogs, to the, you know, the columns. Anything that anybody else hears about you from me is always going to be good. It's always, always going to be loving. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to save relationships. We're not trying to destroy them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, man, like that's, yep. I, I definitely agree. And um, and, and Tracy, um, a cool question too. And this was um, actually um, Dre, Dre helped facilitate that. Um, how do we help our black women? How, how do we get them out of the, the state of being the angry black woman? How, how can we help? By loving and listening. Mm. That's loving and listening. By coming back. Yeah. By coming, coming back. back. Loving coming yeah. back. Like, don't be afraid. Now, I will say, I'm not trying to create war. And I'm going to go back to Tracy because I'm not going to step on her toes. But I'm not trying to create a war with you. But I can't be in a ring and call it a fight. Right. We are in a fight for relationships. We are in a fight for doing life together right. Everybody is already bet on against us so it is our duty it is our our privilege it is our honor to show other little black boys and black girls that black people can love each other and write um that we can see each other as kings and queens that we can honor each other in our speech and our action that we can yield and submit to each other without delay that we can have each other's back that we can actually be each other's peace and comfort and safe space and be trusting in the vulnerability and the authenticity of the relationship. And I think that when we preach from that platform about why black love is black wealth, black love is black power and stand firm in that truth by showcasing it in everything that we do. Like I said on Twitter, I am pro-black, meaning I'm black women in relationships and I am supportive of black men romance. Doesn't mean I diss anyone else, but that is where I stand. That is what I stand for. That is what I believe for. Gloria was black. Vernon was black. They made a black child named Shannon. I want a black. He can have some black babies. Maybe not from my womb, but he can have some. So <laughs> saying all that to say, that is important to me. That is what I value. That is what I'm going to all. And there's not going to be any negative connotation attached to that. So we want the same. We want to be honored as women of value and substance, not considered or treated as angry species or come back to us with, you know, your opinion of, you know, what you value and what you want to bring into this conversation so that we can have a relationship that makes sense to us. It ain't got to look good on paper to everybody else because everybody else ain't in the relationship. Mm. And when I say love, that encompasses all of that. Love encompasses support, it encompasses uh, talking, it encompasses giving, it encompasses uh, loving, it encompasses nurturing, it encompasses um, support. I mean, it encomp- love encompasses all of that. You love it. And it covers a multitude of And it covers a multitude of sin. So when mm-hmm. I say love, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. Come back to me in your fullness and love me the way that God intended for me to be loved like the queen that I am. And I can in turn support you and love you like the king that you are, and and, and listening, we can understand what that love looked like in our relationship. 
It's not about like Shannon said, nobody else's. And, and listening and communication, we can see what that love looks like in our relationship. So we can be there for one another. I too, like Shannon, I'm pro-black. That don't mean I'm anti anything else, but mm -hmm. I'm pro-black and I'm mixed, but I'm pro-black. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I, I, I love hard, I love long, and I think that love can cover and can break any curse or any words that have been spoken over me. Love can break that. Mm -hmm. Can I can I say this? Because I know Tracy is this is where she was going and I love you for it. That's why we're friends. Um and I for me, everything I do in and of and around love goes back to First Corinthians 13, 4. Mm -hmm. Love is patient and kind. And so a lot of times when you are looking at this scripture, if you can't put yourself in these words, so Shannon is patient and kind. Well, wait, Shannon, you wasn't patient with him today. You might need to reevaluate that. Okay. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not assist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never end mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. when you are the word place for love if you are not those things you have to do some work and that's just the reality nobody comes into a relationship or is in a relationship or ends a relationship as a perfect person we are right. all called individuals we always we often get life wrong um you are not always a lovable person um so at the end of the day wake up kente at the end of the day <laughs> You have to be willing to do the work, grow, grow, growing don't always feel good, but it's for your good. So for me, if my mate told me, hey, you was a little sharp with me today, or I didn't like the attitude, I'm going to reevaluate. It may not make me feel good, but I'm going to reevaluate what I am doing because it is that I present to my significant other what he needs in that moment. He may not need all that extra sass that I was giving him. And I need to be just understanding in that moment. Don't mean he won't get some extra sass somewhere else. But <laughs> right now, and we need to be cognizant and aware um, and able to receive what that other person needs. And if we are able in that moment or at the right time, meet those needs. Right. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's the, the beautiful thing, too. They, they, all these are, are beautiful um the, the beautiful words and even for myself as a man on the other side of that I'm like wow like that's exactly what I want to um, you know to create for my for, for my possible spouse now somewhere like um, in between that I find that the, the, there's the ignorant black man and the angry black woman like somewhere like in between that happening and that's where like, I think like the, the, the elephant lies I think um, we like historically not individually like historically uh the concept of love has been very tainted in our community so yeah. so even um like a lot of brothers when you know it's like we we engage into the, the whole construct of love we don't know what it is and i'm like i'm assuming like for the like from female a lot of females as well because you know we we, we could speak of this construct but I think when we're in it, it's it's so much different than um, the actual, you know, the, like like the things we say. So it's like how, and I think Tracy had mentioned this like, like earlier. 
Tracy said that it's about being authentic to ourselves and also our partners, them being authentic, real to them, themselves as well. How do we bridge like the gap? How do we basically bridge the gap in, like into authenticity? Because because a lot of men tend to be afraid, like a lot of men, to basically like be vulnerable and open because it's not very man. And a lot of women tend to be basically they're very disappointed that which tra- might translate into anger, and then you know th- like therefore you know what forget forget men, like how like what what are some what are some suggestions for for us to basically be really real like with ourselves? Keep having these conversations, right. not amongst ourselves, but with each other. If there's right. somebody that you're doing a relationship with, have the conversation continue to to stretch your vulnerabilities with each other um if you tell somebody that you love them that's great but now you gotta show it now the work really begins so when they're less than lovable when they're unloving you You still love them them that you love them because that's who you are that's what you said you were going to do that's what you invested in and a lot of times we say stuff in the moment that moment passes and then we want to do something totally different. Mm-hmm. So I loved you 20 days ago, mm-hmm. but now you acting like a nincompoop and I don't have time for you. So I don't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't like you. I don't even want to be bothered. Say. <laughs> so, but love is, it, it, it's an extension of who you are. It's an overflowing of what is in your cup. So you love somebody, not necessarily because they're loving, you love them because you're a loving person. Just like you're a gentleman, not because they deserve it. It's because that's who you are. If you are putting on this armor of a person, I'm a lovable person. I'm a loving person. I'm love. You know, that's what I extend to the world. Then you extend it regardless of what everybody else yes. is doing. Right. Um, regardless of how everyone else is acting, because you can still speak the truth in love when you're disappointed. You can still show truth in love when you're frustrated and you're angry. You know, you can be angry and sin not. Mm. Yeah, you pissed me off. Mm. However, I'm gonna re- let's I'm come back. To my authentic self. Mm. However, mm. exactly, I'm gonna come back to the heart of the matter and talk about how this happened or where the breakdown was, mm-hmm. and see if we can come to some resolve. Mm. Now, that's mature conversation. That's hopeful, wholesome conversation amongst two mature, willing, consenting people. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. How can you just not love someone for a moment? That's not what love is. I, I think people are infatuated. Right. I think people are lovable. Right. I think the image of someone sounds good in the moment. Um, but I don't think that people are truly taking on what love right. is and being love and showing because love is sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Love is is, is, is an awareness of another person outside yourself. of yourself. So when I tell you, um, I don't like the way this was communicated to me, you didn't consider my feelings, you don't just shove them off to the right. side and say, well, you get over, suck it up, grow a pair. Mm-hmm. You try to speak their love language mm-hmm. and meet their need because you love them. Mm-hmm. You're invested in that. And sometimes that investment may not get a return for quite some right. time. But because you have agreed to love this person. Love endures all things. Love 
hopes all things love never fails and you have to keep feeding that into your energy i think jada said it a couple of shows ago not necessarily yours i don't remember which one but she said you have to make the choice daily and that's with anything right you have to wait to decide who you are going to be today before your feet hit that floor you decide if you are going to be that angry stereotype or if you are going to have joy in your heart and your spirit regardless of the circumstance mm. I have learned to count all things joy. joy. Now, I ain't trying to put it as a Sunday, though. However, <laughs> but that is how you have to embrace relationship. That's yeah. how you have to you have to be conscientious. You have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful. Like, I love you not because of what you have and what you can give to me. I love you because of who you are and what I see in you. I see value in you. I see greatness in you. I see a human that I can that I can know without a certainty leads well. And I will submit to that. Mm. Now, when you're tripping, we still going to talk about it. And I can still be under your submission. But we well, still we need talk to have it. a conversation. Right. That is relation. Right relationship. Right. We need to get back to right relationship. A lot of people are doing relationship, but they're not doing relationship. Right. Right. Wow. Well, well. Anything to add to that, Tracy? Nope. She, my, my boo said it all. Yeah. So she, that seems, to be, that that seems to be uh, like the, the, the word. This is where my passion is. I, and I, and I highlight is 2020. And I went and when I was in seminary, going to school for marriage and family counseling, I should have stayed in it, but I was stressed, maxed out, didn't have the right support system. But for me, Marriage is the catapult to so many different things. Mm -hmm. It's to other relationships. It is to to showcase children that it can be done, that you are able to commit and submit to one person and do life with and explore different terrains and build an empire. People want people that are already put together mm -hmm. instead of building something with somebody because right. nobody wants to do the work. But anything worth having is worth working whether for. Your weight, whether that's your woman, mm -hmm. whether that's your wisdom, whether that's your wealth, yep. you have got to work at yep. it. It's a must. You've got to be willing to put in the work so that you can build that thing up. Yep. And the more you work at it, the better it becomes. We're not striving to perfection. We're striving to progress. Mm -hmm. So if you would like to progress with me in this process of life, baby, bring it. Because I'm going to be all in with you. Everybody else no longer exists. You are king, and I'm here for it. Yes, Shannon, Shannon for president. Hey, Shannon for president. <laughs> this is my favorite topic. Y'all have no idea. Y'all are making my heart real happy right now. Not only, is, not only is she good at building relationships, she's good at building you once you're broken by a relationship. So Shannon has, has walked me through the fire. So this is her passion. And we talk about it all the time. <laughs> Damn it. That's, that's amazing and, and you know what's like um on that note like um i like i want to thank all all of you guys um for, for this whole month um, not you can say <laughs> see how they do the black man see how they do the black man <laughs> I oh wait i'm not late i'm not late today. We, I'm late. we love you <laughs> we love you i'm not late how are you gonna disrespect LA Wade like that? <laughs> we will actually be continuing this conversation in our podcast tomorrow. So I'm glad that this is where the conversation landed itself. So this is actually what we're talking about tomorrow. Nice. So it's like, uh, like I just want to do a quick recap. Then I'll, I'll give everybody space to, um, you know, um, share your contacts as well. Uh, we thank you guys so much for this whole month for rocking with us. Um, like I, I think that. Uh, as black people, we need to get back to central, to, to get back to essence and zero with ourselves. 
keep loving mixed leg ourselves. We need to realize that we are allies and not enemies. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I think that the day that um, a black man is going to realize that the black woman is the most oppressed group in the, in, in the world, and the day that the black woman is going to realize that the black man is the most oppressed group in the world, then basically, like, from that point on, we'll have a, a real understanding of empathy and we'll move forward. I appreciate each and every one of you ladies. The, it's more than, than a month, but we celebrate you guys every day. We do care about y'all, and we are here for y'all. And uh, like, I, I thank you guys so much. Shannon, do you want to give uh, your contact info? Um, you can find me on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Shannon Ford and Jefferson, like the president. Um, tomorrow I will be on the Mars and Venus show, Men and Women Talk, with my wonderful co-host hey. Kente Ferguson. Um, at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are talking about the nice versus kind debate: why nice guys and girls finish last. Um, so you can find us on YouTube um, and. Get vocal. It'll be a good time. Nice, nice, nice. And Miss Tracy J. Um, you can reach me on IG, Facebook, uh, Living Beneath the Shadow. Um, I also have a blog, Living Beneath the Shadow, WordPress.com. I have a radio broadcast which comes on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Also Smooth Radio. So you can reach me at that is Living Beneath His Shadow as well. Oh, and the Friday Chronicles, which is a Facebook Live that comes on on Fridays at four PM Eastern Standard Time. Awesome, awesome. And uh, and Cece, um, how can people reach you? On Instagram, like, what's your Instagram? Cece, my trainer. Oh, That's where you can find me. oh my trainer. Okay. Yes. Uh, personal trainer. Yes. Yes, she is the personal trainer. So, like, I'm gonna type it in the comments so so you guys could um uh, check her Instagram. Yes, she is. She's amazing. So, Cece, so C. It was a pleasure listening to you guys. By the way. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you for joining us. No problem. So, I'm going to add her information on right now, so you guys could access her on IG as well for CC my trainer on Instagram and us we are at the elephant room TV so um it's, it's all together so at the elephant room TV on Instagram and uh, myself I am at Mike underscore truth so that's Mike spelled M I C underscore T R U T H and my co-host, who's usually here with me, her name is Miss Ellie Wade. Right here, she, Ellie Wade. Yes. <laughs> so her. Um, <laughs> oh, um, Cece. Yes, that's Cece right there. Wow, wow. beautiful, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> ah, Cece, you're beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And um, my colleague, uh, Miss Ellie Wade, is um, at uh, L.A. Wade on. Um, at, this is L.A. Wade on Instagram. So, Kente, did, did you want to add your information? Thank you so much, my brother, for um, coming through. Like, I really, really appreciate your assistance. Did, did you want to plug in your information before um, we shut it down? No, shut up. Yeah. Easy. Um, no, uh, you can follow me at <laughs> Ferguson at Gmail. I mean, at, uh, see, I don't even know what I'm talking about. At uh, Instagram, <laughs> and you can go to uh, IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. And uh, I want to um, thank everybody for stopping through and uh, you know, uh, Tracy Ber- and Shannon uh, did an amazing job, and as always, so uh, we all had our IG. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm like, wow, I'm sorry. I kind of stuttered for a minute, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, tomorrow we're gonna throw it down as well. So thanks for having me. Yes, it's gonna be a good conversation, real good conversation.
All right, th- well, thank you guys so much. Kente, take us out. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Peace. Bye, y'all.